This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. McDowell Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage, LLC. And Rio Body Center. And now, here's your host, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today we've got the return of Joan Endicott. Joan has been one of our favorite guests uh, for quite some time. (laughs) And she's got a special guest today as well that I'm going to let her introduce. But first of all, Joan, welcome back. Thank you so much. Love being here. Listen, we enjoy having you and always good, always good stuff, good information. And today will be no exception. Absolutely. Without further ado, Joan, I want you to introduce (laughs) your guest. I'm so fortunate to have this gentleman sitting next to me who is sharing the mic today. He was a teacher and coach for 33 years at Middleton High School. And in January, just this last January of 2023, he was inducted into the Middleton High School Hall of Fame. He was an MVP student, athlete, and award-winning coach. And he's been my MVP since we met in college at Multnomah Bible School in Portland. And we've been married for 42 years. So this is my hubby, Mark Endicott. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here, Skip. Well, Mark, it's it's great to have you here. You know, we we hear from Joan and we hear hear a lot from her, but uh, it's it's good to hear the other half speak as well. Well, she's my she's my cheerleader, <laughs> yeah. as you can tell, and the best cheerleader. Yeah, your your best supporter for sure. And uh, thank you for all your service that you've done in in the education arena and coaching and teaching and. That's pretty special stuff. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So 33 years of it, right? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now you're retired, and I was kidding you earlier that, you know, (laughs) retired just simply means retire. You put on a new set of tires, and you head in a different direction, (laughs) and and do do things that you're passionate about. Absolutely. that's, that's Absolutely. That's what retirement's all about. We don't just sit back and watch TV or play golf, you know, that's that's not the, the idea. There's nothing in the Bible about retirement. That's we, true. We've got to keep, keep going, keep mm-hmm. moving. Yeah. Well, Joan, recently uh, you wrote an article for the uh, Christian Living magazine, and it was entitled, I Get to Seek and Believe for God's Best. And I think God's best is what we want in our life and in all areas, and especially for our spouse. So I'd like for you guys to kind of share your story, you know, how God put you together and, and how things moved along and bring us up to today. So, Sounds Joan, good. why don't you start? All right. So we recently, uh, December 20th, 2022, we celebrated our 42nd wedding anniversary. And I know that would be jaw dropping for many people going, wow, you guys don't look old enough to be. <laughs> really? But, um Typically, the question we get when people hear that is, wow, how do you do it? What's the secret to 42 years of marriage? 
and uh, we will share those what we think is the quote secret as we go. But we'll start with just sharing uh, what hap- what started this all 42, 43 years ago now when these two youngins mm. met yeah. <laughs> met at Multnomah Bible College in 1979, which is a while ago. Um, it is. <laughs> I first saw Mark when I was um, going from my dorm to Taco Bell, and uh, that was kind of my place to go have dinner if I wasn't working. And uh, not that I remember the details, but he was wearing a green polo shirt, gray cords, <laughs> and white Adidas with green stripes on him, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, he's pretty cute. And I normally work on Friday night uh, as I was a grocery cashier, and that's how I paid for college, which was a huge blessing. And But that particular Friday night, I wasn't working, and some friends asked me to go roller skating with them. And so I was, we were... A, friend of mine and I went to Taco Bell and then we went back and we're heading to roller skating to find that a group of these grad students, so Mark is four years older than me, he was already graduated and had his degree and he was taking the one-year intensive Bible course. Sure. And so um, to see that this group of grads, the, the ones I had walked by and noticed this guy in the green polo shirt mm-hmm. was one of them that was there at the skating rink. So that was actually pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, as I understand it, there was a lady's choice. There was. at Towards the end of when they were getting ready to be done with the skating for the evening, they had um, a lady's choice. And so during that evening, my roommate and other friends and I had talked to some of these grad students in smaller groups. And so Mark and Jason were two of the ones that my roommate and I <laughs> kind of gravitated to. Zero Uh, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That was it. And uh, so then when it was ladies choice, I'm like, hmm, okay. So I went over and asked this handsome guy if he wanted to skate. Well, he was standing behind a half of a half wall and he kind of looked at me with big eyes and he's like, well, uh, I I would, but I just took my skates off. Uh And I was like, oh, so my insecurities are like, oh, that's embarrassing. You know, and I started to skate off and he goes, but I can put it back on and I'm like okay (laughs) so he did and so that evening actually the first time we met we actually held hands while we roller skated on ladies choice (laughs) Mm. well Mark what do you remember about that you know I I first Saw, spotted Joan in, in chapel they had chapel on what was a couple times a week or yeah I can't remember anyway so I spotted her she was up on stage performing singing for chapel and I looked at her and go, hmm, you know, she's uh, she's quite attractive. <laughs> like to, get to know that yell. <laughs> and instantly, though, I kind of went to my negative side and said, ah, she's probably got a boyfriend or she's married or something. Mm-hmm. But so that was the first time. And then, of course, seeing her at the skating rink was, ah. And the fact that she came over and even asked me to skate, I was pretty thrilled. But uh, wasn't wasn't a very good skater, so I was a little awkward, but... It was the start of something, anyway. You bet. <laughs> well, God obviously was in it, too, uh, putting you two together 100%. at that time. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Skip, I, I uh, was coming into college, and I had received the Lord as my Savior at about age 14. But when I went to college, the Spirit really 
made it evident that I needed to make Jesus Lord mm-hmm. of my life, not yeah. just not just a Savior, but Lord of my life. He wants all of me. And at that point, I started to to seek his best. And, of course, marriage is a, such an important <laughs> thing oh, in life. I, no I started to ask the Lord, I don't want just anybody. I want you to choose someone for me. Mm-hmm. And so that was, uh, I started praying just for that. Yep. And so you're right. The Lord, we feel, really directed us and brought us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And when I was 15, I, so I had, I didn't have role models in my home or my family of what a healthy God centered marriage looked like. Right. And so for, so God blessed me so much with these wonderful role models. Actually, when I was in fifth grade, I started going to a little chapel that was close enough I could walk to. So anytime the doors were open, I was there. And the youth leaders there, Scott and Rachel Lidbeck, were and forever will be. I still am connected with them and just love them so much. And God used them to show me that the difference of what a Christ-centered marriage, lives in marriage looks like mm-hmm. versus not. Right. And because my, my parents' marriage at times was on life support. I mean, they were separated on and off for years, filed for divorce. And I my home wasn't safe for me growing up mm-hmm. in addition to that. And so God used them so tremendously for me to even have a vision of what marriage could be. Mm-hmm. And so when I was... 15, I wrote out a prayer for my future husband. And, you know, I just want to encourage people, if you're not married, start praying for that. Start praying for that, but also work, you know, pray that you will become that person for the one that you're praying for. And I, I also want to encourage people that even now, if you're not married, you are deciding to be faithful to your future mate because the things you do before your marriage mm-hmm. absolutely affects right. the health and wellness of your marriage if you're you know some people will have the idea well it doesn't matter i'm going to sow my wild oats sure. whatever that phrase means yeah. but before i get married and it's like oh all of that goes with you and there's heartache that goes with that. Yep. So just start, you know, write out what you are praying for, for the mate that you are, pray for God's protection over them, pray for them to be, you know, spiritually strong and growing closer to the Lord, mm. because the closer they are to the Lord, the better your marriage is going to be, oh, no, right? No question. And to do the same for your children. Absolutely. Pray for your children mm-hmm. and their future mates yes. and, and even grandchildren. Exactly. I mean, it goes <laughs> That's it. on and on. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, are, and we are on our knees yeah. for, for our children and yeah. grandchildren. Yeah. 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 Well, I know the story goes on, so yes. uh, let's let's continue <laughs> with that story. So basically, since he was a grad student and I was a sophomore, we didn't have classes together, and most of the time we'd see each other was in the cafeteria uh, at lunchtime. And so one day, my dear English teacher, who I adore, who happens to be Scott Lidbeck, who was the mentor 
mentor I was talking about, and it was his sister who was the English teacher at Multnomah. And she gave us, in this course, this is towards the first of the semester, and she gave us an outline of the different assignments. And she said, one of the assignments is going to be that you do an interview with someone that you just want to get to know better. It can be anybody. It can be, you know, someone, a, a teacher or a student here. It can be a pastor. It can be anybody. And so I'm thinking, hmm, I'd really like to get to know that Mark Endicott guy a little bit better. And so I will tell you that that was the only assignment I ever got done early. (laughs) (laughs) So I took that assignment and I thought I'm going to look for him. And when I saw him in the cafeteria the next time, I told him about after we talked for a little bit and I told him about the assignment and I said would you be interested in doing an interview for me and of course he his first thing was he was like uh, I don't know because mm. he was a little bit timid about it for whatever reason and then I finally you know he finally said oh yeah that uh, that sounds okay I, I guess I could do that and so then as I'm walking to the campus post office he catches up with me and suggests that we do the interview over dessert. And I'm like, hmm, that's a great idea. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> yes, indeed. So she put the uh, put the bait out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was all of a sudden had this bright idea. Oh, what an opportunity. <laughs> I could ask her out and, you know, with this opportunity is yeah, right here right so in front of you. yeah yep and she uh, of course reeled me in <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway so <laughs> so then uh so it was set up because i worked friday night it was set up that we would um he would come pick me up and we'd go out after i was done working and go have dessert and do the interview but then something happened yeah. that halted that and uh it was very sad for me he showed up where I worked at the Gateway Fred Meyer store with cold medicine in hand Mm. and said he caught a cold and was going to need to not go out that night and ask for a rain check. And I thought, hmm, Mm. my insecurities again kicked in. And I'm like, okay, that's just the brush off. He just thought about it. And he's like, yeah, I'm not really interested in that chick. So I'm going to just pass on that. (laughs) That was my perspective. I mean, he didn't look sick at all. He looked really good to me. So I'm like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) So anyway, as that progressed, I I kept seeing him on campus and he never said anything about a new date for us to go. And I thought, okay, so obviously he's not interested. But then one night, I mean, that was just probably a few days going by, but I'm thinking he's going to mention it right away when he sees me, but he didn't. So then one night I'm filling out a literal rain check for one of the customers and I got this bright idea that I'm like, okay, well, he asked for a rain check. So I'm going to fill out a a physical rain check and give it to him with a date, an expiration date and everything. Because I thought, okay, that's going to kind of force his hand. (laughs) (laughs) But then I panicked. So so I filled it out and then I put it in the post office, in, in the mailbox at the post office on campus. 
And then I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I panicked. I'm like, he's going to think I'm such a weirdo. And so I went to the around to the door uh, where the clerk usually is, and it was closed. It was like closed for the rest of the day. And I'm like, oh no. And like, so there was no way for me to retrieve it. And I was like, oh well, it is what it is, and we'll see what happens. And so. What did, how did, how did it feel to you to get that rain check? In my insecurities uh, as well, I'm thinking, eh, this is a, you know, Bible school and this is, you know, a, a very stalwart, faithful Christian girl and, you know, she's probably not that interested. So mm. when I got that rain check, it all of a sudden again bolstered my confidence. There you and I go. thought, hey, she maybe is interested. So I was pretty excited. So I called her up and, Took the bait and the rest is history. <laughs> Took the bait. Wow. <laughs> Maybe let's say the Lord's leading. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. But then the next afternoon, so I didn't know that he had those feelings. Where obviously, we had completely different perspectives. But interesting, we both had these insecurities, right? And Which we all do. Yes, yeah. exactly. So... Um, so the next uh, afternoon, one of the gals in my dorm came to my room to let me know there was a phone call for me. So when I answered, the voice on the other end said, uh, yes, hello, I um, have a rain check here and I'd like to know when I could come pick up the package. And I just be, I just busted out laughing. I'm like, okay, he's got a great sense of humor, which by the way, friends, that is crucial in life and in marriage to have a great sense Absolutely. of humor. Absolutely. So uh, I laughed and said, so how would you like the package wrapped? And he said, I thought we could go to Chinese food. Do you know of a good place? And so we laughed and laughed and been laughing ever since. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the longer we're married, the more we have to laugh. At. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let me just say that, you know, the Lord knows what he's doing when he puts people together. And, yes. it's, and it's so interesting how different stories and different ways that uh, that he does that. And, and of course, course now you guys have been married for was it 43 years now yeah, 42. 42 we met 43 years ago okay, a little over 42 years married ago. Uh, since that first date and you become best friends and partners in marriage mm -hmm. then parents of three amazing humans mm -hmm. plus uh, amazing bonus daughter mm -hmm. and now those grands that call <laughs> them Gigi and Papa yeah and that's that's you're so ever grateful to the Lord for that yes. and the abundant blessings that we get through our kids and our grandkids. And yeah, so mm -hmm. anyway, it's it's been a, a wonderful uh, journey for you guys mm -hmm. since meeting at first date. And obviously there's there's always a few little challenges along the way, mm. but uh, it's, it's worked out well. And uh, so let me ask you both this, what is the secret to a long, fulfilling marriage? What do yes. you think, Joan? Well, when, I just will comment on what you just said, Skip. It's so true that there are bumps and challenges along the way. And i that's why I just want to encourage people, wherever you're at, whether you're married, not married, really seek the Lord first and pray for your mate, no matter where they're at. If you're married, if you're not married, pray for your future mate. You know, I, I look at our society and how everyone is seeking peace and seeking fulfillment and seeking to feel good about themselves, to feel, you know, some kind of purpose. And 
but but people are looking in all the wrong places if they're looking to anything other than the word of God and his plan for our life because he created us the Bible is basically our instruction manual Mm -hmm. for life for godliness for marriage I mean it's full of wisdom it's full of practical advice on even uh, you know not letting the sun go down on your anger not you know letting and, and forgiving people and how to resolve conflict like you you go to that person directly you don't it talks about gossip and how god hates that yeah. and so so often i i see people who and in in fact i've had clients who and people who've shared with me in audiences that i've spoken to who who talk to everyone else other than their mate mm. about what's wrong or they complain about their mate or they put their mate down in public or, or to other people and that is not God's plan. No, and so um, there are some really basic things that will help you some, I call them transformational tools, which are practical tools. But the first thing is get on your knees mm-hmm. and seek the Lord, seek him with all your heart, soul and mind. And the verse that we've had for years Uh, since before we got married one that we just love is to seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness matthew 6 33 exactly and all these things will be added unto you so that's my our first encouragement to people because that is the first thing that we both say when people say what's the secret is seek the lord Mm -hmm. first and have a personal relationship with the lord jesus christ not just that he you know who he is yes I could tell people I know who Mark Endicott, I mean, I know Mark Endicott, but there's a difference between somebody who says they they know who he is versus how I know Mark Endicott, his yeah. character, his integrity, how he shows up in life. So knowing the Lord and seeking him and having that relationship where you're just literally hungering and thirsting after him yeah so that's the that's the first thing yeah mark what would you say to that well just to add to that yeah this the kind of the rock bottom core is that commitment and and faithfulness we went into marriage and we really talked about the fact that we we believe that divorce was not an option. Not, not murder, maybe, but not divorce. <laughs> That's what Mrs. <laughs> Billy Graham said. That's so funny. But, you know, it's it's putting the other person first right. above yourself. And one of the things I think is so important is grace, to give and receive grace, to give yeah. grace to your mate. Right. Because we're not perfect. Right. And we are going to stumble and bumble along and... And uh, we're going to be hurt at times, and but just to extend that grace to one another is so so mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, at the bottom, of everything is communication. Yeah, that's a huge mm-hmm. factor. Yes, and yeah. and in addition, what he was saying about the commitment that divorce wasn't an option. Let me just say that is so huge for both people knowing that because there are people who actually have included in their vows i promise to be you know married to you as long as i feel like it i mean things that are so objective it's mm. like that that's not a commitment that is not right. that is not a contract that is not what god called us to and having the insecurities that i saw 
with my own, I mean, my insecurities as a result of my parents, you know, not healthy marriage, Mm. I had a lot of additional insecurities just in my own value and worth. Mm -hmm. And so for him to make that commitment before marriage, before we even talked about marriage of what our what our value was in terms of that was so huge Mm -hmm. because if I felt like the person I was talking to was like, well, I mean, you know, as long as you don't mess up, I'll be committed (laughs) to you because like he said, it, it, it is a lot of, it is grace and it is just another note for, for guys or gals. When you marry that person, you are inheriting those insecurities as well because the things that happened to me as a child, you know, my dear husband had the best thing he could say to me is, you know, when I'm talking about those things that happened, whether it was neglect, abuse, whatever, is to hold me and say, I'm so, so sorry that mm, happened to you. Yeah. Because sometimes men try to fix something, but you can't fix yeah, it. Th- those, are, those are unfixables. Right. But to give compassion and love and grace. And listen. Exactly. And, and to, we want to be seen, known, and heard, and loved unconditionally. Right. And so that is one of the best gifts he's given me, is to let me share those hurts and just to hold me and say, I'm so, so sorry that happened to you. I, I can't imagine. And that should have never happened yeah. to you. And I share that because sometimes men, again, they go right to the fix it. They're looking for a tool. How do I fix this for her? And I'm like, you cannot fix it. But you can be the best, yeah. most compassionate person, the most loving person in her yeah. life. And and that's obviously men and women, because obviously some sure. some women had a wonderful childhood and their spouse had an abusive yeah, one, no, you know, so. Yeah, listening is is such a big thing. And right, men are just, they think they're fixers. Well, you can't fix things like right, that. Exactly. And you need to have some compassion. And, you know, we're running out of time here, but to get about a minute to go here. But I want to share, people have asked me, we've been married, my wife and I, for 58 years. And so people good. ask, well, what's the key to a successful, long-lasting marriage? And you guys have hit the nail on the head uh, mm-hmm. with the things you've shared. But I always tell them, too, you know, Mark hit on one of them, but space and grace. You need some space at times where, you know, you're not just kind of at each other all the time and with each other all the time. So some space and then, of course, grace. We yep. all need some grace. Yep. So those two things, I think, are, are really important yes. um, in, in a marriage. And I agree. And the, one, and the other way I say it is the space, the grace and the place. That place. For them to, yeah. for, for them to just be um, not just by themselves, but also when we're talking about listening is to be able to hold that space give them the grace and give it's a place for them to be safe and that's what um we each we get to give safe place yes and to encourage each other and to encourage Mm -hmm. yeah encouragement is you can't change your mate don't try you You can can influence you can encourage and influence but but let them be themselves yeah yeah, yeah, that's what my book's all about, influence and encouragement. <laughs> so good. Get so, Skip's book. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just give jo- Joan a chance to give her information out, how you can contact
contact her. She's got a book called I Get To. It's a terrific little book. So, Joan, give us the website and how they can get that book. Uh, absolutely. So you can go to joanendicott.com, and there is a free download for my I Get To book. And if you're on the mailing list, you'll also get the information about some upcoming things. Also, Dear Flat Church is having a marriage conference. For those of you who are like, I need more marriage encouragement, it's March 11th. It's all day, and you can get information on their website. Sign up for it. They have babysitting as well. And Mark and I will be doing a workshop on being faithful at that. Yeah, that that is awesome. Well, Joan and Mark, thank you so much for coming in today and sharing your story. Tune in next week, folks, because we're going to continue this discussion. Some more really, really important principles and part of their lives. So thank you guys for being a part of it. Thank you. God bless you. Love being here. Appreciate you. Appreciate Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's Pizza. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. And Zero Edge Carpet Cleaning. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory. 